Hey what's up earthlings and welcome back to the Noggin Zone. Today we're going to talk about a well debated question for which was question for about 100 years more than 100 years to be exact and uh, you know the question was that can we reach a temperature of absolute zero so there was no evidence before this now there are uh, there are uh, mathematical theorems and uh, derivations which actually explain our mathematical e- equations and explanations to the point that we cannot reach absolute zero temperatures now what actually actually absolute zero temperature means that uh, we usually use uh, two scales uh, for uh, temperature which is one is celsius and the other one is fahrenheit if you're american uh, so zero on a celsius scale is okay we, we know the temperature reaches zero all the time around the world especially in uh, the northern or the like extreme southern regions of the world and uh, talking about the kelvin scale it is used in the scientific community more often than celsius or fahrenheit because it's more uh, i would say versatile and it's it's a bigger scale than normal so on a zero uh, it's about on if you consider zero degrees celsius is equal to 273 degree kelvins so so if you want to understand what absolute zero is absolute zero is somewhere about minus 273.15 degrees celsius or minus 459.69 degree fahrenheit so it's really cold and we cannot reach that temperature like never we couldn't reach until and unless we break some laws of physics and thermodynamics etc so you know talking about what the natural uh, lowest point like lowest uh, temperature which was ever recorded was uh, of from the boomerang boomerang uh, nebula uh, which actually the temperature was somewhere around a uh, 272 uh, degrees celsius uh, below zero which was just 1 degree kelvin above 1 uh, degree celsius above the absolute uh, zero temperature so yeah it's pretty much there so you know we can do it in laboratories can't we the accident answer is that uh, it can't be done because we have to break some laws of physics as i told you so the first rule was proposed by a german chemist named walter nust in 1906 and while he earned him a nobel prize in chemistry against albert einstein and max planck because they had no evidence or no uh, reasoning for their uh, discoveries about you know what they did relativity of time and things like that but this prompted nurse to double down his thinking and proposed the second rule in 1912 declaring that absolute zero to be physically impossible now together these rules now acknowledge as the third law of the, uh, thermodynamics and while this law appears to hold true to this date and it's a bit rocky when it comes to uh, the laws of thermodynamics the third one has been a bit of black sheep to be honest because earlier arguments uh, focused only on specific mechanisms or were crippled by questionable assumptions some physicists always remained unconvenient for the validity of this this was uh, said by an editor of a new scientist in order to test how robust the assumption of third law of the, uh, thermodynamics were both classical and in the quantum system so now 
usually you get tangled up uh, between uh, the world of quantum mechanics uh, now the quantum theory actually says that uh, we can't tell if a particular object or a particular particle is at an exact time we we cannot pinpoint that it is present over there because you know it's in a state of continuous motion and uh, we can just say about the probability of that particular uh, particular thing or point so even the, the the first is that uh, the order to achieve absolute zero in a physical system the system's entropy has to hit zero and the second law says that the physical it is physically unreachable because no system can reach zero entropy now entropy is uh, is um, i would say this agree uh, a, a, a kind of disarrangement uh, of particles i would say uh, that uh you know it's completely in a state of unbalance and it's not s- steady so it's in a motion in a continuous motion so the atoms and the particles inside a particular thing are in continuous motion and if you want to reach a system that has absolute zero temperature there should be no movement and complete heat can be withdrawn now there are two problems to this we cannot actually withdraw complete heat from a system because it would eventually attract heat from the surrounding temp- uh, surrounding areas so suppose you have a particle uh, supposing a sodium particle a sodium crystal to be exact in a vacuum chamber now to reach absolute zero you have to remove every part of energy from that uh, from that particle we can do it to an extent but then of course the surrounding area is comparatively hotter than it so it will take energy from it and it will not reach ultimate zero and we even if it's theoretically possible that if we remove all the energy out of it the thing is that this law says that there is no possibility of zero entropies it means that the atom would ultimately uh, you know in a case of uh, the, if it will not move anymore like uh, so it uh, the uh, the particles actually present inside a particle subatomic particles would be in a state of continuous motion so there would be no stillness uh, to the thing and even string theory says that every particle is made from atoms so uh, the atoms are made from neutrons and this atom particle is made from neutrons and electrons and these electrons are made up of quark and these quarks are made up of strings which are in the state of vibration because they vibrate they exist and they show something that there is actually something so when you're seeing something it's just because of the vibration of the strings rather than anything else so if there is no vibrations and the entropy is zero there is nothing according to the string theory now it's a bit debatable subject as well but uh, you know to understand this all things that uh, you know we can't actually reach uh, anything near absolute zero even if we try to do it below a certain point suppose 272 minus 272 degrees celsius below that the scale becomes infinitely big now suppose that that 1 degree is a ball now we can do that we can cut a ball in half we can't completely destroy the ball we can just cut it in half ultimately we can cut a ball in half and then 1/4 of the ball and then 1/8 of the ball it continues and even at the smallest particle it can be cut into half so it is infinitely big and there would be a stage where it's 
infinitesimally small but it can still be divisible and can be still divided but there would be no stage when there is absolute nothing because there would be something which can be divided again and again so we could never reach minus 273.15 degrees celsius ever according to the current laws of physics we can do by using time and different thing uh, by changing a bit of time and stuff because you know it's speed it depends on speed but we'll leave that for another podcast so thank you guys for listening uh keep learning and keep exploring thank you